the person who struggles with their weight, that is your identity, right? You're consumed with, oh my God, what am I going to eat today? Am I eating too much? I probably shouldn't eat this. Okay, tomorrow I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to like get back on track on Monday. Mm-hmm. Or you're focused on, oh my God, what am I going to wear? I'm feeling these, these lumps around my stomach. I got to mm-hmm. wear something mm-hmm. to hide it. Like you're consumed with your weight. You're consumed with food. And yeah. 90% of your energy and your thoughts are focused around what you're eating, what you're not eating, what time you eat, what time you stop eating. Can mm-hmm. you stop eating? Did you eat enough? And all the feelings of like guilt and shame if you eat too much. Right. Or, or the wrong thing. Or the yeah. wrong, the wrong thing. The wrong yeah. thing right? <laughs> yep. So that is your identity. That is the identity I had for decades as a dieter. And that's why I was always looking for another diet because I was always in this diet mentality. I didn't know who I was if I wasn't on a diet. Right. So when I say that you need to start thinking about yourself as a person who's not on a diet, it's breaking open that self-concept of, oh, it's possible that I can exist in this planet without worrying about food and without worrying about my weight. You're listening to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, episode 157. What if it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey, Lux Lifer, welcome to another episode of the Stop Dieting Forever podcast. I'm excited to share this interview with you today. Now, usually when it's interview time, you usually hear me interviewing people, but today you will hear me being interviewed by a colleague, Deanna Mayo. She recently invited me to speak at her virtual summit where she invited over 20 experts in the health and wellness field to talk about conquering cravings. And of course, I spoke about the undieting of the brain. So you will hear me talk about that, but you're also going to hear in this interview my story, how I became a coach. But I really wanted to share this interview with you because Deanna asked me some really good questions like, what are my top tips to help busy women undiet their brain? We talked about how to give yourself permission to eat whatever you want. And like, how do you do that and not end up weighing a bazillion pounds? Like, how is that even possible? We talked about that. We talked about eating dessert and drinking cocktails and still being able to lose weight. We did this interview months ago and I just pulled up the recording to listen to it. And I thought, you know what? This is really, really good. And I want to share it with my podcast audience. So here it is. How to become someone who doesn't struggle with their weight. Enjoy this interview, and I will see you in the next episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Women Conquering Cravings interview. I'm your host, Deanna Mayo, and today I'm joined by Jennifer Dent-Brown. 
Jennifer is a diet industry disruptor, a certified health and life coach. She hosts a widely popular podcast, and she's the founder of the weight loss process, Stop Dieting Forever. And through that, she's freeing women all over the world from their dependency on diets to lose weight. What began as a decades-long struggle of her own has morphed into a company with a mission to help women all over the world get the weight off and get off the weight loss struggle bus and arrive at their forever weight. With her company, she teaches women her results-oriented weight loss program inside of her lifestyle membership, Stop Dieting Forever. And this is where they learn how to create weight loss for their own bodies so they no longer have to depend on a restrictive diet. Her passion to serve others has provided audiences with countless hours of content via her highly ranked global podcast, Stop Dieting Forever. Please help me welcome Jennifer Dent Brown. Hi, thanks for having me here, Deanna. Uh, Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you about this idea that we can stop dieting forever. I know that's got to be of interest to those who are listening and watching right now. So I want to dig in first by finding out a little bit more about this decades long struggle that you had with your own weight that propelled you to, you know, move into this as a career path. So would you be willing to share a little bit about it with us? Absolutely. Yeah. So I started gaining weight in college, freshman 15. I know a lot of people can relate to that. And I just continuously kept gaining weight throughout my college career, through my graduate school career. And by the time I entered the professional world with my first job as a management consultant, I had reached my highest weight of over 150 pounds. I'm 5'2". When I started college, I was 118 pounds. So it wasn't like I was continuously like just gaining, eating and gaining weight all through college. I was trying to lose the weight. So I was trying all of the diets, the Weight Watchers, Jenny Craig's, Nutrisystem, all of the Shape magazines. I had every Beachbody DVD, all the workouts. I did all the things. So I could lose weight. I could lose 10 pounds on Atkins, no problem. I didn't know how to keep it off and I would always gain the weight back. So I was in this terrible cycle of restricting myself to lose weight. I would find the great diet. I would be perfect at it. I would lose weight. And then I would get tired of the diet, go back to eating because Mm -hmm. that's what you do, right? You're not on the diet anymore. And then all of a sudden, boom, I'm right back where I started again. So it was this nasty, vicious cycle I was in. That sounds, I mean, I've had my own struggles, right? But you're talking years of up and down and up and down and up. How come you'd never, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, like at some point, what was it that got you to go, okay, enough is enough. This is clearly not working. What was the straw that sort of broke the camel's back for you? Well, you know, I was thinking I just needed to find the right diet. And that was going to be like, it was going to be the game changer. Mm Kind of like when you're looking for your perfect spouse and you're just dating all the frogs until you right. find your prince. I was like, I just need to find the right diet for me. And then that will work. So I remember I was on vacation and I, you know, getting ready to go home. I was feeling guilty because I ate like I was on vacation and I was feeling bloated and I was looking for the next diet. What was the next thing I was going to start when I got home? And I discovered this woman who was a health coach. And at that time, I had never heard of a health coach. Yeah, And she said across, big letters across her page, it said, if you think you've tried everything, you haven't tried this. And I was like, oh, honey, I have tried everything, but let me see what you have to say. 
Yeah. And I remember I gave her 1400 bucks for her six week group program. And that was my first introduction into the mind and body connection mm-hmm. and lifestyle and the way that you think about your body. Like that just kind of blew my mind. And so I dove into her program and I was like, I need to know more. Six weeks is not enough. I found out what school she went to the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. Mm-hmm. I enrolled immediately. Yes. <laughs> I need to know more. And I just started learning so much information about holistic health, functional medicine, how the environment affects our body, the food right. system, all of the things, right? And at the same time, I also got certified as a coach. I started to like learn how to coach and I started to like coach people and mm-hmm. I started to lose weight and mm. I wasn't on a diet. And so people were starting to ask me like, oh, you're looking good. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, um, yeah, I'm a health coach. I can help you. And so that's how I got started in the coaching. Wow. Thank God that you had that experience with that coach, huh? Yeah. And she's not mm-hmm. coaching anymore. I went and looked her up just to see, to tell her like how that changed my life. And yeah. She's doing something else, but. Well, thank goodness you are because yeah, there are I picked up the baton. That's right. Exactly. So, I mean, we know a little bit about what you struggled with. What I would really like to know is when you think about busy women entrepreneurs, of which we are both, at least I identify as busy a lot of the time. I try not to think of myself as busy all the time because that's not helpful, right? It can be difficult to. I mean, really all the things that we're here for in this summit, right? Defeat your sugar cravings, get your energy back, lose weight, improve your health, stop the brain fog. What are your like maybe top three tips to help busy women entrepreneurs move their health in the right direction based on everything that you've experienced for yourself, but also with all the clients that you've helped? Yeah, my, actually, I'm going to give you one tip. Okay. The best tip. Great. It is to undiet your brain. So when we approach weight loss, we go about it in a way because of what the diet industry has already told us. You need to restrict calories. You need to stop eating food groups. You need to exercise more. You need to sleep more. And all of those things are great. But if you're doing it from the mindset of a dieter, you're always going to end up back on a diet at some point. So before we even go to like trying to change and create all these new habits, I teach my clients how to undiet their brain. And that's literally just forgetting all of the rules you think you know about dieting, all of the, the madness that you read and the research and the news stories, all the things, all the things you think you know about losing weight. I want you to just first focus on changing your mindset and thinking about who is the person that doesn't have a weight problem. All right. Hang on a second here because some <laughs> somewhere somebody did the mic drop move when you said that. I understand this idea of undieting your mind, right? That's not new. But tell me more about this thing about thinking about the person who, did you say no longer diets? That's not exactly the way you said it though. It no longer struggles with their weight. Right. Because a person who struggles with their weight, that is your identity. Right? You're consumed with, oh my God, what am I going to eat today? 
Am I eating too much? I probably shouldn't eat this. Okay, tomorrow I'm not going to eat this. I'm going to like get back on track on Monday. Mm-hmm. Or you're focused on, oh my God, what am I going to wear? Like I'm feeling these, these lumps around my stomach. I got to like, wear something mm-hmm. to hide it. Like you're consumed with your weight. You're consumed with food. And yeah. 90% of your energy and your thoughts are focused around what you're eating, what you're not eating, what time you eat, what time you stop eating. Can mm-hmm. you stop eating? Did you eat enough? You know, and, and all the feelings of like guilt and shame if you eat too much. Right. Or, or the wrong thing. Or the yeah. wrong, the wrong thing. The wrong yeah. thing right? <laughs> yep. So that is your identity. That is the identity I had for decades as a dieter. And that's why I was always looking for another diet because I was always in this diet mentality. I didn't know who I was if I wasn't on a diet. Right. So when I say that you need to start thinking about yourself as a person who's not on a diet, it's breaking open that self-concept of, oh, it's possible that I can exist in this planet without worrying about food and without worrying about my weight. I started thinking about this concept a lot because I always used to watch runners. I was never a distance runner, but I remember like driving in the city. I'm from Philadelphia and I would like see on Kelly Drive, the runners outside, you know, they would be running out there when it's cold, when it's Mm -hmm. rainy at nighttime. And I'm like, what, why are they out in this weather? Like I would never do that. Yeah. And I kept thinking about like, they're not running to lose weight. They're not running because they're trying to change their identity. Their identity is one of a runner. That's just what they do, mm-hmm. right? Just like we wake up in the morning and brush our teeth because we like our breath to smell lovely mm-hmm. and our teeth to feel clean. They go out to run because they like the feeling of running. They like being out there. They like okay. that runner's high. Like that is their identity. So when I started to think about that concept and applying it to someone who, and I used to look at women in the restaurant, like smaller than me, quote unquote, more fit than me over there chowing down on a burger or eating pasta. And I'm like, and I'm picking at my salad and I'm like, Mm -hmm. how can they do that? Right. How can they do that? So I just challenged myself to start thinking about myself as someone who doesn't worry about food someone who doesn't worry about weight and is obsessed about it as I was before mm-hmm. and start thinking about someone who's just like, oh, this is just a bowl of pasta. Like, oh, this is just a burger. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm tracking along, but inevitably the question comes up. So then if I'm not worried about what I'm eating or not eating, then aren't I just going to eat whatever I want without worry and gain a bazillion pounds and be worse off? Okay. I know you've heard this before, right? So yeah. that's <laughs> right. Yeah, because totally. there's someone listening right now who says, I've been in the restaurant picking at my salad. I look over and some skinny mini is eating a juicy cheeseburger. And I think, how is she able to do that? Right. So the first part of undieting your brain is releasing the food rules, right? Food is neither good nor bad. Hmm. Neutral. That's what I tell my clients. Food is neutral. And they look at me and they're like, mm. I'm like, no, who told you? Like when you were a kid growing up, did somebody say pasta was bad for you? Or did somebody say pasta is bad, right? That's a bad food. You shouldn't be eating it. Like, Mm. no, for most of us, the, the answer is no. Yeah. So somewhere along the line, when we started getting caught up in the diet industry 
And we were duped by the marketing of these processed food companies. Yep. What is good and what is bad. Oh, the low-fat snack balls are good for you. The (laughs) regular fat Oreos are bad for you. Right. Right. We built up all of these rules about what we should and what we shouldn't eat. And what happens is we base our morality on what we're putting into our mouth. Like if I eat Oreos, I'm a bad person. If I eat too many Oreos, I'm a bad person. If I eat that big juicy cheeseburger, which I just had for lunch, I'm a bad person because, oh my God, I didn't have the salad. Right. So when you are able to just, you know what, forget the food rules. Like food is neither good. It's like water. It's either good or bad. It is 100% neutral. You give yourself permission to eat. And when you take the restriction off of, I shouldn't eat this thing, and you give yourself permission to eat, eventually your brain and your body will balance out and you will no longer overeat all the things. Yeah. So it's a mindset first, right? It's some decisions you have right. to make about food. And so changing, this is what I call undieting your brain, yeah. changing your thought process. There are some brains that are exploding right now hearing that, right? Because the idea that you can let go of the judgment is so foreign, right? And yet we know that there are certain foods that support our health more than others, right? And that's that's where the distinction is, isn't it? It's no longer good or bad. It's what supports me in feeling good or supports me to feel bad, right? And it's not necessarily like now that I, you know, I think the word used was eventually, which I loved, right? Eventually, I don't necessarily crave to overeat. I don't crave the sugary things that are don't feel good to me because it's been rewired that I know that and I prefer something else instead. Yeah. Or I have a little bit and not overdo it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's a balance, right? It's a balance when you're working towards that self-concept of becoming the person who doesn't struggle with their weight. It is a balance. And eventually you will get to the point where you're like, you know what? I prefer a good night's sleep more so than eating Mm. a meal at eight o'clock at night. That's a great example. Yeah. But in the beginning... When I was first practicing what I teach now, I was like, all right, I'm going to have some dessert. I'm going to have, and I'm going to have a drink too. Yeah. And it was, I gave myself permission. I did not allow myself to feel guilty. I just ate. Mm. And then I was like, okay, this is interesting. I feel okay. I'm all right. But as I was tracking my weight and I teach my clients to track their weight trends, I realized like, "Mm, I could probably lose weight a little bit faster. Let's see next week if I just have one drink and Mm -hmm. maybe half the dessert and see how I feel. Nice. So eventually my balance came, it flipped the other way. And I was like, oh gosh, I really prefer to have like an unbloated belly. (laughs) Yeah, right. Nothing tastes as good as feeling good feels. Which is different, right? From approaching food like a dieter because you're forcing yourself to restrict yourself because you're hoping you feel better later instead of just deciding, you know what? I'm choosing to feel good now and this is how I'm going to do it. I love it. Okay, so you've given us so many juicy tips. I want to make sure that everyone knows about the amazing free gift because you can get more of Jennifer's amazing tips. So what she's done is she's created this food freedom weekly email series, and it's going to help you get less frustrated with the idea of losing weight 
And instead, and also stuff that's happening in your mind that's creating the drama and the stress, which of course inevitably continues this nasty cycle of where we feel bad about ourselves. And then we end up eating stuff that maybe we know we don't feel good after we eat it, but we do it because it's serving that feeling of not being good enough or not not being further enough along in the journey. So I want to highly recommend everybody go sign up for the Food Freedom email series at the link below. Emails arrive every Sunday. You're going to be glad that you did it because having that little weekly tip, that little weekly piece of inspiration and encouragement is going to help spur you on to greater and greater health. Jennifer said diet your brain. Yeah, that's right. Stop dieting forever. Not today, not tomorrow, forever. So as we wrap up, I would love to know if there's one last piece of you know wisdom or a nugget you'd like to leave everyone with. If they forgot everything else, what's the one thing you want to make sure they walk away remembering today? It's possible, right? Oh. It's possible. Yeah. I listened to a woman speak recently about she was struggling with her weight for so long. And her thought was, I won't have to struggle anymore once I'm dead. And that just like broke my heart. But I understand her frustration because when you have tried and tried and tried and it's like nothing is working, I just want you to understand and be certain like it is possible for you to lose weight in a way that feels good. That's it. That's what food freedom is, right? It's just me giving you inspiration and encouragement. And that one little tip you can do the following week to achieve food freedom and finally lose the weight. It is 100% possible. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I really appreciate you being here and pouring your heart out for all of us so that we can experience that freedom and everything that comes after that. Jennifer Dead Brown, thanks so much. Thank you. If you like today's episode of the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, and you want to learn more about creating a lifestyle instead of following a diet to lose weight permanently, be sure to visit jenniferdent.com. There, you'll learn more about my unique weight loss process and how it can work for you. Go to jenniferdent.com to discover what you can do to stop dieting forever.